While God created the world, the morning stars sang together. After God delivered Israel through the Red Sea, Moses and Miriam led the people in singing. God destroyed Israel's enemies under King Jehoshaphat while the choir sang. When Jesus was born, the angels sang, and before going to the cross, he sang. God rejoices over us with singing, and one of the only things we know for certain that everyone will be doing in heaven is singing. At New St. Andrews College, we understand that music is not an elective. It is central to our being and identity. We endeavor to train all our students in a joyful and robust musical literacy that will help them shape culture in a Christ-like direction wherever they go. Additionally, we offer the Certificate of Music in conjunction with our bachelor's degree in liberal arts and culture for students who desire extra music training beyond the regular music courses they will take as a part of the core curriculum. In the certificate program, you won't simply appreciate music or listen to it or talk about it. You will do music. You will study it, analyze it, read it, write it, sing it, and play it. You will receive private instruction in your primary instrument as well as secondary lessons in voice, piano, conducting, and other instruments. You will receive a solid foundation in music theory and analysis. You will study music history, church music, and music pedagogy. And when you graduate, you will leave with the ability to sing, play, understand, and steward music in whatever church or community you plant yourself. I'm Dr. David Erb, and this is the Certificate of Music at New St. Andrews College. <laughs> this just sounds so weird to like intro into cross politic news and politics kind of music, you know? Hey y'all, welcome to Cross Politic on the Fight Lab Feast Network. It is Monday evening and good to be with oh, you. Man, Pastor I'll... Toby, Chalk Knox, I'm the Water Boy, and we got a great interview coming up with Pastor Tobias from Germany. We're gonna talk about all things COVID. Is he what? safe? Is it safe? Is um, he safe? Uh, he's out man, in Germany. He's a faithful guy, um, but it sounds like a very challenging yeah. church situation in Germany. Yeah. I'm sorry I have to read you a lame ad again about becoming a club member, but Fight Laugh Feast <laughs> club members make this happen. You, by supporting us monthly, make cross-politic right. happen. Uh, you are the army, the Fight Laugh Feast army. Mm. So, obviously I'm not even reading the ad because I don't like I was it. Say, this doesn't I, sound so lame. I'm, I'm not going to read it anymore. <laughs> Go to fightlaughfeast.com, sign up now, join the army, help us take down legacy media. Fightlaughfeast.com. I, I rewrote that ad and we, we didn't get the right the rewrite in there. I, I, you I, need, to, I need to fire my staff. Right over fire the, it's, it's my, Who it's what my, else? What are the problems you got across politics you want to put on the table? We can have a conversation <laughs> about right now. <laughs> Let's have go a ahead. business just meeting just right now. I call to order. <laughs> I'll go talk to my staff. <laughs> Um, all right, so tomorrow, big day tomorrow. Yeah, it is. Herschel Walker, Georgia. In Raphael Georgia. Warnick, I guess in not, Georgia. Not just Georgia, kind of has implications for all of America. All of America, yeah. because right now there's uh, 50 Democrat senators and 49 Republican senators, and this decides if there's going to be a tie again. Right. Status quo, basically. And status quo. Or uh, are we going to actually, are they actually going to get a majority? Uh, yes, correct. Because if, yeah. if Walker doesn't isn't elected, if he doesn't run, win, then they actually have a majority. Then they actually have a majority, yeah. fifty-one. Yeah. So the fifty-fifty the is nice because it still gums things up. And, and, but it, I mean, they still have Kami Harris right. that could come in and, and but, flip, flip the switch. And there. remember, I think if I recall right, a couple of them are actually independents that usually vote Democratic, and then you also have a couple of moderate Democrats 
um, Joe Manchin yep. and uh, West Virginia. Kirsten Cinema, yeah. yeah. Arizona, Arizona, and, and then you got Murkowski who have, who have and some who have other, occasionally yeah. um, uh, voted Republican, aren't quite as progressive yeah. as the crazies. I don't know, maybe, maybe they're even more conservative sometimes than like Murkowski. Mitt Romney and Murkowski. Yeah, I don't yeah, know, I don't know if they're going to have the same kind of control over those two. I don't know, uh, and it's just the way that things are going. They meaning the Democrats, the Democrats. Yeah, I know. Well, that's uh, what I'm wondering. Uh, well, no, I mean Republicans. I think Republican people have, and uh, mm. Republicans themselves have had some sort of control over. Yeah. The narrative, and I yeah. think that's because of Trump's impact on the Republican Party okay. and the the country at large. You think that's starting I, to sour a little bit? I Trump's think, impact. <laughs> yeah. I think that they're starting to lose that grip. Well, and, there's that, but I think the, the the other thing though is is West Virginia and Arizona are actually still have some like they're purplish states. Yeah, and and they got a base they got to watch out for. I mean, are they purple? They just have voting problems. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so, but here's the deal. All right, the reason why I bring Raphael Warnock the deal. Uh, is is because. Um, liberals, they, they believe they believe in their themselves. They believe in their theology. They believe in their convictions in a way that I don't think conservatives really believe in their convictions in really? the same way. Roll this clip. Bishop Murphy, the Lord said to me, it's time to put the kingdom over the government. I, I need about seven people here. Tell your neighbor the kingdom of God belongs over the government. The kingdom should never be subordinated. So what God is doing by sending this man of God into the U.S. Senate, he's putting a man there with a kingdom identity, kingdom mentality, and kingdom authority to establish kingdom territory. Come on, say kingdom identity. Kingdom identity. Kingdom <laughs> no, mentality. Kingdom mentality. Kingdom authority. Kingdom authority. And kingdom territory. Uh, kingdom territory. Mm. So that the policies of the government oh. will look like the kingdom of God. Oh. oh. Theonomy. <laughs> Glory. Theonomy. Theonomist. So, you know, Warnock has been actually traveling around doing his, hey, I got to make sure I motivate my group to get out yeah. and vote thing. Yeah. And yeah. he's been going to a lot of black churches, churches in Atlanta. Right. And Georgia, period. Yeah. And so there are numerous clips of him at churches. Yeah, this ain't the only one. This, no, yeah. the, I mean, we could yeah. we can spend the whole 20, 30 minutes going yeah. through just clip after clip. This yeah. probably lasts for 15 minutes by itself because everybody up there got to speak because they, <laughs> they all got to make sure <laughs> they, they get their, their turns. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they pass the mic out like a baton. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. When it's, he said the Lord said to me. Yeah. Yeah, that was when I was a little well, concerned. Well, what happened, what he meant was I was reading my Bible and I saw in the Kingdom, kingdom theology. <laughs> that's not what he meant at all. No, no, you know, not this not is close. Christian nationalism, right? But here's the thing. They're not arguing <laughs> over this. They're not arguing about this at all. And, Conservatives are. And Liberals are like, yeah, amen. Everything he said, I was talking to our producers about this earlier. Yeah. Everything he said, I absolutely agree with. He's right. Yeah. He's absolutely right. But I was like, okay. Except you, for the senator he has well, in mind, well, right? They, they, that's the thing. If you take out... Raphael Warnock and, and, you put and not in, replace him with Herschel. And you put in Phil Johnson. What <laughs> Phil yeah. Johnson? Yeah, yeah. yeah. John MacArthur. Okay, to put in John with MacArthur. Fresca. With All Fresca. Right. Yeah. Now put in Mark Dever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, no, 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 not that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, okay, if we put in um, Tom Askell, maybe we can replace him out with Deborah. Yeah, right. There you go. But I mean, for, we for should the most have part, our Fab Five. Right. Part of that, we're going to run right. for Congress. Every, everything that he's saying is right. absolutely right. And they're not having yeah. a fight about nobody's, this. Nobody's, nobody's screaming having, having news stories. You no. didn't see this on CNN. You ain't yeah. seen it on ABC. Yeah, where, where's, uh, where's what's his name Fox. from NBC Meet the Press? Yeah. 
Yeah, they're not yeah. having. They're not doing a story on Christian nationalism there and the rise of Christian. This is already settled theology there. Do you understand yeah. me? Right. Yeah. And we're sitting over here having fights about Christian. It's like nationalism. we're debating the Trinity all over again. Now listen, you know? I'm saying this as somebody who doesn't like the term of Christian nationalism. Yeah. I know what it's trying to do, but we're still sitting here fight, having fights about theonomy. This yeah. is not a question. They understand the that's order right. of things. They understand right. how it's right. supposed to work and operate. They might not have the theolo- theology to exercise how it mm-hmm. works itself mm-hmm. out. Right. But what's supposed to happen in the setup of earth? Yeah. Is, well, they Seek know first it. the kingdom. They know the Lord's prayer, at least. Right. <laughs> right. On earth as it is in heaven. Yeah. They get that. And so there's a lot of broken things there. Yeah. And what they mean by that, we don't mean the same thing. But the question of is, should it be applying and should it happen? Right. Yeah. That's not a question anymore at yeah. all yeah. in that set. And I think, remember we talked to Joseph back home about this. And he said that people who come from other countries and minorities, it was easier to get them to vote than the majority of white people. Yeah. Yeah. And the reason was because they experienced so much Oof. real oppression. That's right. I, I think we might have to go through that before we realize that maybe yeah. God has something about what we can and can't put on our That's faces right. and when we can and can't go to church. That's right. Maybe we have to go through a little more of something mm-hmm. until we realize that the kingdom of God needs to be implemented yeah. here on earth in civil realities, yeah. in the politics area, mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. politics area. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, it's funny watching this because I'm sitting here saying like, well, what are we fighting about? But I, but I think, I mean, I mean, maybe correct me if you think I'm wrong, but I think the reason he's allowed to say this is because um, what he actually means by the kingdom is whatever Joe Biden says. Yeah, yeah, sure. Pro choice. Whatever, whatever the liberals say. Yeah, yeah. that's and, kingdom. Yeah, and you know what? I'm ready to have the conversation. Right. No, so I'm, I'm agreeing with you, but <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying I, I think there's he, also a little game going on well, here. Well, that's his look. That's what happens whenever your team holds the football. Y'all kind of get a chance to control the play. Yeah. And right now the left holds yeah. the football. Of course yeah. that's the case. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's not. This is really odd because I think a lot of those people up there, some of them are heretics. Mm. So yeah, okay. <laughs> these, right, these right. are these are people who are on the same right. team, but they right. understand the principle. Right. And they understand. But we're arguing about whether or not the civil magistrate should execute and I, do certain things that are. I guess what I'm wondering. Christian. Though, I guess what I'm pushing back on slightly though is, I know he's saying something that in principle is right. Right. But does that actually is that what he actually means? Yes, he is going to argue the freedom of someone's rights based on the kingdom of God. Now he's going to read that completely opposite yeah. of us, right. but yeah. he's going to call that the kingdom of God and seeking that the government should be applying those things. Yeah, but is it, I guess I'm, I'm wondering is the cash value though of the kingdom of God actually just the leftist platform? Sure. Yeah, oh, I don't doubt that. But it's it's not critiquing but, that. But he's still expecting. What? Is he critiquing the leftist platform? I no. mean, is the no. kingdom of, of course God not. trumping he's all, it, really? He's, he is. That's why CNN didn't pick up the story. They well, agree with him. Hold on. I would say this. You see what I'm saying? There are parts of it that he would probably push yeah. against. I'm asking is, is there actually something there? Even if it's we disagree on like 90% of it, is there anything there that's actually trumping the leftist agenda? I'm sure there's some things that are. Okay. I'm sure there's something, but probably not very much at all. Yeah. I'm, okay. I'm pulling the bet that he's willing to shake hands and jump in bed and be completely fine with their agenda in most areas. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So he's not going to pr- get up there and prophesy against the left at all. Right. Right. Oh. Let's look at Warnock. Look who he's putting in, in office. That's what, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm I just, mean, like, it just seems so, like it's a it's a empty. It's an empty statement. The problem. It's not an empty statement because he's wanting to occupy the space. Hmm. Now, what he wants to occupy the space with, we disagree right. about. But the question, the problem we're having is whether or not we should occupy the space. Yes, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. The on, point. on our side, we're, like, we're debating we, the space. We're, yeah, we're just, should we take it, the space or not? Exactly. I yeah. was running a poll on my Facebook page and I was asking people whether or not they thought fornication, or fornication. fornication was a, um, a civil That's penalty that should be applied or whether it was just a sin. 
And it was, I think it was like 30% thought it was just a sin and the 60% thought it was just, it was, should be a, I'm not, it was the other way around. Yeah. 30%, 60% thought it was a sin, 30% thought it was a civil penalty. Um, we don't even understand. Did you have them both? And so here's the, yeah, I actually did. And that was like 2%. The other one that I ran across on my Facebook page was whether or not people think that the word of God should be the standard by which we govern our civil policy, our personal policy, our personal issues. Yeah. Uh, uh, individual and the the church, that was ninety eight percent. Ninety eight percent what? Agree that that's oh, how okay. we should do things. Yeah. And then when it comes to the civil pop, they have no concept yeah. on what yeah. adultery yeah. or fornication is. Mm-hmm. You know, and so <laughs> we don't know what it looks like to hold that one position and then apply it in another area. Yeah. So Elon Musk on Friday night released the Kraken. Okay, he released yeah, the Kraken. It was, it was, <laughs> and it was more like Kraken is released the Kraken. He released and, and he released basically the. The evidence that the Democratic Party worked with Twitter yeah. and to suppress the Biden laptop story. Party okay. or campaign? Oh no! He, I mean, there was actually politicians involved. All right, I got yeah. So, um, uh, so the Democratic Party campaign and actual Democratic politicians were involved working with Twitter to suppress the Biden Hunter Biden laptop story before the election in 2020. Uh, um, and that happened on Friday, and then he did a actually did a call or a, a, a Twitter circle. Is that what they call it? Yeah. On Saturday, and yeah. answered a bunch of questions and so forth. And and basically, he just showed the receipts. Here's the emails. Here's the request. Here's what Twitter did. Yeah, we shut down the Biden Hunter Biden laptop story, and it was um, Second Amendment viola- um First Amendment violations here um, from the Democratic Party. So New York Times hasn't covered it. Um. Uh, no, 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 I don't think any major leftist organizations covered it. Um, the Kraken. So, uh, but Yoel, 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 he was their former uh, chief of safety and ethics. What do they call it? I don't know. I, I think it's like safety and ethics. Basically, he was the one uh, in charge of, um, I think, shutting down Trump's account. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He I did, think he yeah. was the one in charge of shutting down. He put misinformation. The, on the Babylon B. Yeah. Um. And and then he was in charge of like the misinformation stuff and all that stuff. Uh. Well. Anyways, he's doing. His, he left Twitter. Uh. And is doing his. Uh. You know. I left Twitter tour. Okay. Um. This looks like a church, but it's not. Okay. It's. Uh, <laughs> um. <laughs> I don't know. I disagree. And so here's. Uh, there, there's a there's a hour of him in this interview, but here's his thoughts uh, regarding Babylon B. Okay, Babylon B, which is what got him to buy the thing, I think. That's the that's the, the one which is which was not particularly funny. The Babylon B's man of the year is Rachel Levine. <laughs> not <laughs> so funny. good. Yeah. Um and and you can ask I didn't agree her. they should have taken that down, but go ahead. You know, it's interesting uh, it's interesting to think about what the competing tensions around that are. And I, I want to start by acknowledging that um, the targeting and the victimization of the trans community on Twitter is very real, very life-threatening, and extraordinarily serious. Um, we have seen from a number of Twitter accounts, including libs of TikTok notably, that there are orchestrated campaigns that particularly are singling out a group that is already particularly vulnerable within society. and so. Yeah, not only is it not funny, but it is dangerous and it does contribute to an environment that makes people unsafe in the world. So let's start from a premise that it's fucked up. But then again, let, let's look at what Twitter's written policies are. Twitter's written policies prohibit misgendering, full stop. And the Babylon Bee, in the name of satire, misgendered Admiral Rachel Levine. 
Twitter nominally, but it's still misgendering. Okay. And you know, you can there can be a very long and, and academic discussion of, of satire and sort of the lines there. Interestingly, uh, Apple tried to tease out this question of satire and political commentary in their own guidelines, which I think are, are also fraught. But you know, we landed on the side of enforcing our rules okay. as written. And that's how it got bought by Elon Musk, just in case you're interested. Um, he was mad about that. I remember that. <laughs> They're at this. You, know, you see the backdrop says informed. It, that's the name yeah. of the conference mm -hmm. or, or the talk. Informed conversations on democracy in the digital age. Yeah. So that's the, the conversation we're having. But uh, I couldn't just stop thinking when he said, you know, that's effed up. It's It's a by what standard is that messed up? You know, by what standard? He he can't even he can't even have a conversation about Babylon. But he's just by talking his standard. He, by his standard, right? By he, his standard, he, he makes the stand. He's been making them on Twitter. Yep. And he's been he, he's played God. Policy. He's played the moral God on Twitter. And he says, by my standard, that's the one that that's that right. I could decide. On his kingdom is over that public square. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's but right. he lost too. I mean, Elon bought it for forty-four right. billion dollars. Right. We're about to see if it's really worth it. Elon was open to keeping him on, yeah. and he 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 left. Right. And I think I think he left because he didn't like Elon's morality of free speech. Right. Okay. Maybe we'll get to this more, but we got to go because okay. we got a guest coming All right, let's on. Do it. Um, yep. Maybe we do this backstage a little bit. All right. Oh, I don't want to play me. I want to play this song. That's what I want. More cross politics. Coming up next. Tobias. Tobias. Pastor Tobias. Coming up. Hi, I'm Robert Borton, CEO of Classical Conversations, the world's largest classical Christian homeschooling community. I'm launching a new podcast, Refining Rhetoric. If you like cross politics or just listen to hear what crazy stuff they're saying today, you will enjoy Refining Rhetoric. You can find us on your favorite podcast platform. I practice the 15 tools of learning by interviewing great guests looking at current events, and talking about cryptocurrency. Found it. You got it. Hey. hey. Who's this man. composed by? <laughs> oh, man. Are you serious? It's a joke. <laughs> Was it? Yeah. You tell us. Let Babylon B stick to the jokes. <laughs> it wasn't German. That's not... Stop. When the German... That's not funny, Gabe. <laughs> that is not funny. <laughs> Welcome back. To cross politic on the Fight Laugh Feast Network, is your smartphone a tool in the service of Christ or a minefield of distractions and temptations? With soul-killing seductions just a few taps away, our families and churches must embrace biblical accountability on our digital devices. Accountable to you, that's accountable. And then the number two, the word you, makes transparency easy on all your family's devices by sharing app usage and detailed browsing history, including incognito mode with your spouse, parent, or chosen accountability partner. Like Accountable to you helps your family to proactively guard against temptation so you can live with integrity for God's glory. Learn more and try it for free today at accountable, again, the number two, you.com slash FLF. Uh, this is handle. Yeah. You know that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm just making sure. He was, uh, <laughs> he was trying to make a German it was joke. A, it was a German joke, oh, but, it, but it wasn't. It, wasn't, it didn't. Okay. Well, well, I'm very grateful that we have another Pastor Toby 
Yes, on that's Cross right. Politic oh, today. Wow. Pastor Tobias Riemann Schneider is married and the father of three children. Oh, he was born into the New Apostolic Church as Ooh. a schoolboy. He met born again Christians for the first time during a stay in the USA and was converted sometime later through a sermon on the internet. And that's awesome. He studied law and worked as a lawyer for several years, and he has now served as pastor of the church since 2016. Pastor Tobias, thanks for coming on Cross Politic. Hey, brothers, thank you for having me. Uh, two quick questions: this is Apostolic? That's the uh, that's charismatic, right? Well, they started as charis- as a charismatic church back in the 1830s. Um, they are not really charismatic anymore, but they still believe they have living apostles. Um, and you need them, yeah. You know, if, if they lay hands on you, they can give you the Holy Spirit, and they can Ooh. proclaim the forgiveness of sins. So, uh, th- that's what's left. Are you yeah. are you pastoring that church, or are you a pastor of a different church now? No, I'm pastoring a different church. Oh, oh <laughs> that, that bio was a little no. unclear. <laughs> What's the name of your church? No, 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 no. I, I'm, I'm, I was saved out of the New Apostolic Church, ah. uh, which is a false church, right? So, um, uh, I, I'm pastoring a uh, Reformed Baptist Church, Evangelical Reformed Baptist Church of Frankfurt. Okay. okay, so now I know what to do with my second question. Those three kids are not baptized yet. <laughs> Not not baptized yet. I will baptize them as soon as they con- confess saving faith in Christ. As long as, long as you know it's going to happen. <laughs> he seems pretty uh, optimistic. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah it's very really good. Um, and and yeah. my question, though, is, is do you go by Tobias or Toby or both? Uh, normally Tobias, but Toby's also fine. So whatever, it's uh, okay, easier just, for you. Yeah. Uh, no, it's, well, it's just more fun for me. Um, but... So if you guys didn't know, I, I met Tob- Tobias yeah. uh, when I was in Canada at the Church at War conference. Yeah. Uh, Tobias flew in, and I think it was Friday night. Yeah. Um, uh, Tobias uh, came up and just kind of kind of gave a state of the church, state of the church in Germany, kind of you know five minute address and talked a little bit about um, how the church handled COVID yeah. or how they did not handle COVID. Right. right. Uh, and and. Tobias, also, I'd, I'd heard of the Frankfurt Declaration before I met Tobias, and I'd read through it, yeah. um, been on the website and everything, but um, uh, Tobias is one of the authors uh, of it. Um, but just to, man, Tobias, if you can recall, but if you, if you could kind of revisit, like, what is the state of the church in Germany? Mm-hmm. Right. So, and how did they handle COVID? Yeah. So, um, I just read that that less than 50% of, of the German population still consider themselves to be Christians and, and are part of one of the, of the mostly of, of one of the two big state churches, right? We have the Roman Catholic Church and the Lutheran state church, and most people are part of, of one of those two churches, um, which are, well, which are both apostate, right? So um, right. also the Lutheran church. Um, and and th- these you know, these people, even though they consider themselves Christians, um, they often don't even go to church. So, um, mm. but they believe themselves to be Christian. They believe themselves to be, to be headed to, to heaven. Right. So, and, um, and, and then you have a, a, a relatively small number of, of independent churches. Um, but officially only 300,000 people belong to these evangelical churches. Yeah. So wow. it's really a very small percentage. Germany has a population of 84 million and only 300,000 are officially Ooh. part of an independent evangelical church, right? Wow. So, um, yeah. Are and, you saying, are you saying the evangelical church, are you, are you kind of 
it sounds like you're stating this in a way where you're, you're saying the evangelical church is the only faithful church in Germany. You wouldn't even put the Lutheran church in that category? No. No, no, the, the Lutheran church isn't faithful. I mean, there are there are probably a few congregations left within yeah. the Lutheran church which are still faithful, but the Lutheran church as a whole is, is apostate. Um, wow. You know, the, just maybe to, to give you an impression, they just had a synod. So all, all the, the bishops from Germany came together for their yearly synod. And uh, what came out of that is uh, that they now tell uh, the employees of the Lutheran church to drive not faster than 100 kilometers per hour on the autobahn so they are totally they are totally <laughs> sold out to climate religion and and all this stuff so um oh, that's they are not faithful so it's, it's it's not about like driving too fast and and maybe getting into a car accident it's because of the the, the of, of climate change oh my yeah. gracious the climate so, so have have they gone gay then too yes yeah, you often, yeah, they they have gone gay. You often you often see um, the rainbow flags on on those church uh, church buildings. Yeah. So, so yeah. the one thing that struck with me, you you painted the picture that the church in Germany is not strong. You said you're mm-hmm. maybe aware of five other churches that that stood up against the pandemic, and and that's why mm-hmm. you wrote the Frankfurt or co-authored the Frankfurt de- Declaration. Yeah. So I, I, I'm pretty sure there were more churches who um, who did not comply with everything, but um, churches with, which really stood up and and openly opposed the tyranny. Um, you can maybe count them on 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 one hand, right? So it's wow. really, um, yeah, that was really devastating. And um, and you know most churches just went along with everything, and um, so some tried to find some loopholes, yeah, so they don't have to comply with everything but um but yeah but churches that really stood up and and spoke against it and uh, maybe even used the bible to argue against all these measures um those were only very few maybe even use the bible <laughs> what, so I'm, yep. <laughs> I'm assuming i'm assuming your church is one of those churches that that was mm-hmm. standing up and resisting can you just t- talk talk to us tell us what what did you guys do? How did you? What were the yeah. regulations that were going down in Germany, and how did you handle them? Yeah, so we had um, we had all we had everything, right? We had a, a total lockdown, so where um, church services were were prohibited totally. Yeah, you were able, of course, to do something online, but you were not allowed to gather together. Um, we had um, mask mandates for well, basically for years. Um, we had a prohibition on on, on on singing for seven months. Wow. We we're not allowed to sing praises to God. Um you you had to, you know, you had to inform the authorities when you meet, where you meet, with how many people you meet. Um you had to write down all the, the personal information of of, of uh, the people who came to the church service. Um wow. you were not allowed to administer um baptism, yeah, the, the sacraments, baptism or or the Lord's <laughs> Supper. So we basically had everything, and some, some even had. Um, they called it two G here, which it, it, this means uh, you were only allowed to enter church service uh, if you were vac- vaccinated or tested. So um, we basically had had everything you can imagine, right? So and um, and as I said, mo- most churches went along, and and we resisted right from the beginning. So even when the first lockdown came, and we were not even allowed to to leave our houses. Wow. Um, in you have know, say for an emergency, uh, we still gathered. 
we were not able mm. to gather as a, as, as a whole church because we don't have an own church building. Right. We have to rent a room and we are not able to access that during the lockdown. So we just met in smaller groups in, in the houses. Yeah. Um, but we resisted right from the beginning, right? So, and uh, but we did it um, secretly. So we were just hoping no one would, uh, you know, no one would recognize what we were doing, and we would just, you know, get through everything. Yeah. Um, but then, and that's good, Gabe, that you brought up Canada because um, then I heard what happened in Canada, and specifically I heard of um, Pastor James Coates that right. he went to jail. Right. And and that really changed something in me. I thought, well, if, if my brother in, in Canada is going mm. to jail, I, I also have to do something. I cannot just do everything secretly. I have to stand up. And um, and so we, we wrote a first statement um, addressed to, to, to the German Christians, right? Um, and in response to another statement, which, were, which was, was issued by, I think, 100 pastors or so, um, urging the church to comply with everything and so on. And we, um, yeah, we, we did a statement, we published a statement um, in response to that and showed what we believe the Bible says um, about resistance to tyranny. Right. And, um, and, and then later another statement uh, followed when our chancellor and basically every, every uh, the entire government, everyone basically said that they are, that they will introduce vaccine mandates for the entire population. Wow. Um, they didn't do it. Uh, God prevented that from happening. But, um, the, uh, you know, our chancellor even said that no red lines exist for him anymore. I hope that translates into English. So, yeah. um, yeah. I, that, that's, that's really, a, that's a, that's a threat, you know, right. and, um, in that situation, we, we published another a statement. Uh, we also preached on Romans 13 and <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I think, well, maybe we were not the only church, but I, I, I think I can say we were the church in Germany uh, who put those things out, yeah, also on a biblical basis, right. and which also got quite some attention. I think the, the, the statement was viewed on YouTube uh, 150,000 times, which is, which is quite a lot. Yeah, we, we are limited to the German-speaking world, right? So, hmm. uh, so I think we had, had quite an impact there, but... Um, well, m many pastors also don't don't like us anymore, yeah, because we cause we cause problem in their in their churches. Right. Because people wow. now had the a biblical perspective, and they took our statements and uh, and and went to their pastors and uh, yeah, demanded an answer. Right? Um, wow. So yeah, so I know. I, I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, I know in I know in Canada. I mean, one of the things that I, Gabe brought back, and we talked to some of the pastors up there when Gabe was there. But like the churches up there have blown up. Like the faithful churches, the churches that stood their ground have doubled and tripled, maybe more mm -hmm. in size yeah. um, because they stood their ground. It, the you know courage is attractive to the to, you know to God's people. Um, have you seen similar things in, in your church? No, no. You know we had. Wow. I think we had hundreds of of people visiting us. Yeah, we are a small church. We have fifty fifty five members. Um, without children and um, <laughs> and uh, we had hundreds of visitors yeah and and many were very thankful M many sat there and 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 just started crying yeah. because for the first time in months they, they saw a face smiling at them yeah without a mask right they were able to sing they were able to yeah to touch somebody so yeah uh, but they did not stay and um I'm not sure why. I, I think there could be two reasons. One is that Germans just don't like to change anything. Uh -huh. They especially don't like to move. 
you know, we had a conference three months ago. We had a conference um, on the topic of COVID. Yeah, looking back at two years of COVID, and um, I, you know, when I talked, you know, when when I talked there, when I um, when it mentioned that people should be willing to move to to be part of a good church, a faithful church, um, you know, the entire audience just went. <gasps> So did you really say that? So it, that is really something. Um, wow. Yeah, you wouldn't do in Germany. That's yeah. And and I, th I think that the second issue probably uh, people have with our church is we are a reformed church, right. so we are Calvinists. Right. That is considered by ninety nine percent of German Christians uh, yeah. as as heresy. Yeah. Yeah. Almost same thing in America. Wow. wow. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah. So and and we ask people to to really be faithful and to come to church and um and so on and so forth so i, I believe there are maybe a, a few other things about our church which people then do not like because we're not just a, a church which is against COVID. we also have some other doctrine right and maybe that wasn't uh appealing to many i don't know so tobias you know one of the things um since i last uh when, when i met you in canada i, I you know yeah. i kind of left just being like wow that's a you're in a tough situation there's some hard ground there <laughs> right but I, I can't help it still connected to how germany dealt with the holocaust so what happened i mean how, how the holocaust basically ended was you had a bunch of um, powerful countries come in and tell germany to stop and germany stops like there's no repentance there well they did a little more than tell now, i know i know i'm, I'm just, just a little more but but there was no repentance there from the churches there's no repentance there from the country and and so is that you true can't just, is that true i'm just curious yeah, like, I don't maybe mean, I don't, maybe my sentiment's even wrong here but i don't know it, the history yeah but, but it seems to me that i saw no major or i know of no historical repentance there and that the sin just got stopped and that it, there's no way that Germany's not suffering massive spiritual problems as a result of that process. Am I wrong on that? <coughs> well, um, I, I think you're right that, that um, I'm sure some repented, right? But I don't sure. think there was a big repentance. It was more opportunistic, right? Mm. So when, when the Nazis were reigning Germany, then the church, was on the side of the Nazis, right? When the Nazis were gone, they were on the side of uh, of the new regime. So, wow. um, I, I think that that the church um, now speaking, yeah, speaking of many churches, even even some of the evangelical churches, I don't think they really repented. Um, it was more that that the the younger generation they looked back on what their parents had done, mm. and they were really upset with their parents. Um, but but there was a real repentance. Um, I'm sure there was with some, right? But um, yeah, yeah. And, and and of course, you know, you know of some. I'm, I'm sure you have heard the name Dietrich Bonhoeffer or, or course, others. Of so they're, they're of course not 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 the entire church just um, just complied with everything. But you had you had churches um, and you had good pastors who stood up and even even you know even died. Right. Um, it, yeah, for that. So. Yeah, wasn't it? Wasn't it? It was it called the Confessing Church movement. Is that what it was called? Exactly. And, yeah, exactly. And what exactly. has become of that? And you know, this is you know, two generations later. You know, going on three generations later. Yeah, um, there are there are only a few Confessing Churches left, which I know of, and um, and and they are still in better shape than the Lutheran Church or so. Okay. So, um, you know, when, when, we, when I think of the churches I know that, that, that resisted in, uh, during COVID, um, I know of at least two which belong to the Confessing Church. Okay. So 
I still, I, I think they are still um, in a much better shape it would, than it would just, many other churches. It would just seem like, uh, you know, churches that had the uh, courage <laughs> to stand against the Nazi <laughs> regime, right. you know, yeah. would have something in their DNA that would be oh ready to, well, to, to resist, uh, you know, a, a, a new tyranny. Well, not just that, you know, Pastor Toby, if I'm hearing you correctly, if the kids, this Pastor Toby or this Pastor Toby? Yeah, the, the one okay. that's in Germany. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> Pastor Tobias, how about that? The real one, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this one would baptize my kids. Anyway. <laughs> um, but, you know, if the children of the people who, if their parents, you know, are submitting to Hitler and to Germany and the kids grow up and they have this animosity towards that and that's a culture, then it would seem to me that there would be a sensitivity in the generations following that would not want this overarching government overreach that forced people to almost look and and, and not seem similar for seven months. to the Jews, right? And so, like, yeah. are you it, vaccinated? Do you have the you know the gold star on your on your chest? I mean, are you, right? So, but I'm, why is it? Was there any sense in the culture and society at all that wow, haven't we been through this before? And doesn't this feel a little similar? Yeah. You know, uh, I think that's where what comes in what Gabe said, right? So, if if there was no real repentance and just the the younger generation looked back at the parent gen generation and just judging them, yeah, they they you know you of course you're taught in in, in school how how bad everything was, but you're not really, you know, we still have statism. It's it's just another state now. It's just another regime, but we haven't taught our children to to think for themselves. And so Germans always um, loved to submit to the state, even before the Nazi regime. Yeah, we were always known to be very yeah. obedient to the state. And um, and I think you know if we had dealt correctly with the Nazi regime, maybe we would have been able to um, you know to to have some resistance. Yeah, but um, actually, I believe you know when I saw what happened with COVID and. You know, even the, the politicians and the media, they very openly portrayed their hatred against the unvaccinated. Uh -huh. I mean, it, it really, it, it was incredible. I would have never thought to, to, that I would witness something like that, right? So they, they openly, um, openly hate, wow. hated uh, yeah. the, the unvaccinated right. and gave them, you know, they were the scapegoats, right? They right. were, uh, it was the pandemic of the unvaccinated. I think that's even yep. what your president said, right? Right. So, um, and and I thought exactly what what you brought up. I thought, well, that now I understand how Nazi Germany could could happen, yeah. because suddenly everyone just you know just is like brainwashed. They just um, go along with the narrative. They just obey to everything the state says, and they begin to hate those right. who they believe to be the enemy. Right. Mm. So for me, this this was really you know I could ex I experienced um, how this might have started. 80, 90 years yes, ago. Right. Yeah? But if you bring that up, if you bring that up, they will totally cancel you. You're, you're just a crazy person if you if you make any comparison to wow. the Nazi regime, right? So, so frankfurtdeclaration.com yeah. is, the, is the website where you can go read the statement of the Frankfurt Declaration of Christian and Civil Liberties. Um, you can also sign it. Is, that, is it still possible for people to sign it? Yes, Pastor Toby, you can also sign it if you want to. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll sign now. He, he, he called me on it. It is, in it is possible. It is like, possible. He called me on it in Canada. He's like, you haven't signed it yet, Gabe. And I'm, <laughs> I'm like, who am I? <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll sign it. Pastor Tobias, thank you very much for joining us here on the show, brother. Yeah. Praying for you out there. Yeah, man. Keep standing for the truth, brother. Mm. 
<laughs> Thank you for much, so much for having me, brothers. Mm. If you're single, get married. If you're married, have you some kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them. Until tomorrow, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politic. Hey, Merry Christmas. Oh, yeah. yeah Merry Christmas. Started off with Handles Messiah, you know. Putting off writing that proposal again? Yeah, we've been there. Proposal writing can be tough. It takes work. And if you're not careful, you can set up your company for failure. Well, that's where we come in. Smart Pricing Table is an innovative application that focuses on, well, the pricing table. Instead of a static document and constant back and forth, our platform creates interactive proposals that empower your prospects. Not sure if something is needed? Make it optional. Have complicated services that vary? Let your customer do the work with line item upsells. Have reoccurring services? Easy peasy. With Smart Pricing Table, you can create attractive proposals quickly. And our system is built for reuse, so you can get out of that hamster wheel. Give your customers choice and close deals quickly with Smart Pricing Table. Home. It's where you build your legacy, where traditions are started, seeds are planted, meals are shared, and stories are told. We are Chris and Natalie Carpenter, owners of Story Real Estate, and our team of top agents helps people find homes in Moscow, Idaho, and around the country. Have you thought about a move? Contact us to get connected with a top agent who shares your values and puts your family first. Or reach out to us about our Moscow Relocation Guide. Wherever you're looking to go, we can help you find home. Call us at Story Real Estate or visit us at storyrealestate.com and start building your legacy.